Good morning, Shark Nation, on this crisp fall day. Absolutely perfect homecoming football weather for tonight's big game. We've had homecoming all week, a lot of crazy events, good times this week at May River High School. It's going to come to a finish today during fourth block for the big homecoming pep rally. And, of course, tonight with the home football game against the Cane Bay Cobras, kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. As always, we had a busy week in May River Athletics starting with our Jersey Mike's Players of the Week. Our male player of the week comes from our boys' volleyball team, and that is Caleb Dallahan. Caleb is a senior with a 4.5 GPA and helped the boys win their first match in school history against Royal Live Oaks earlier this year, and they defeated Beaufort on Tuesday this week in four sets. Congratulations to Caleb. Our female athlete of the week is sophomore tennis player Sosie Spires. Sosie won two individual matches last week against very good opponents. In their first victory was against Lucy Beckham, and the second was against John Paul. Sosie also carries a 3.8 GPA. Congratulations, Sosie. All right, we have some important information from our girls' golf team. May River will continue to host the 4A state championships this season, but there will be a change in venue. We are moving it from the Crescent Golf Club to Hilton Head Lakes Golf Course. The Crescent has just taken too much rain, so Hilton Head Lakes has agreed to host the state championship. Pickens continues to look to be the favorite in 4A, but May River and Hilton Head High School look to close the gap as we get closer to those state finals. Good luck to our girls. The boys' volleyball team fell to Hilton Head last night, but secured their second victory of the season at Beaufort this past week in four sets. The Sharks won 25-20, 24-26, 25-9, and finally 25-18. It will be in action against Bluffton this Tuesday at home. Good luck, boys. Girls Tennis defeated Colleton and fell to Hilton Head High School in their recent matches. The victory against Colleton keeps them in line for a chance at the playoffs later this season. The Sharks are currently sitting tied for fourth place with Bluffton with, with still two matches against the Bobcats in the upcoming weeks. The top four will advance to the state tournament from Region 7. So good luck to our girls tennis team. The girls' volleyball region has been tightly contested from five of the six teams. Lucy Beckham is the current leader, but Hilton Head, Bluffton, James Island, and May River have all played very tight matches and very close sets in the first couple weeks of the season. The Sharks did fall last night at Hilton Head in four close sets, but defeated Colleton in straight sets earlier this week. They have a very important match with Bluffton this upcoming Tuesday. will be at home. JV girls will start at 5. The varsity girls will hopefully start around 6.15 or 6.30. Good luck to girls in that match as well as this weekend at the Hilton Head Island Bash. The boys and girls cross-country teams continue to produce some great individual efforts. Anya Arroyo finished second overall at the Mike Moore Invitational this past weekend out of 200 runners. And Noah Wasserman and Cohen McDonald were both in the top 15 on the boys' side of the race with over 230 entries. Congratulations to our cross-country team, and good luck this weekend in the Low Country Invitational. That is all for our Shark Athletic Updates. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Shark Radio is brought to you by Low Country Lawn Systems, a new and upcoming business. LCLS specializes in yard drainage, irrigation, and landscape installs. Call Low Country Lawn Systems with all of your outdoor yard needs today. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. It's that time again. It's college 
Pick'em time on this beautiful Friday. High of 79 today. A little high school football later we'll get to, but man, it's a great day. We got 10 games for you today. We're going to start with Coach Whitmore, Duke at Kansas. Is this March, Coach Whitmore? I mean, is this March Madness? The yeah. Dukies and the Jayhawks? Yeah. No, it's not. It's football. Duke's man, trading first-year coach John Shire. They lost a lot from a good team last year in the <laughs> draft lottery. No one's picking you up know, on that. Few distractions with Coach K being gone. Uh, <laughs> Maybe some people are picking up yeah, on that. Huh? Hey, speaking of Duke, though, uh, one one thing about just the university itself, I thought this was pretty cool. Coach Macy and I have a former player uh, that played basketball for us uh, in the community, and he got his master's <laughs> degree. From, from Duke, um, Eric Shapanik, and he has now accepted a full-time position on Duke's basketball staff. That's pretty cool. We're certainly proud of him and uh, excited for him. Um, Kansas, defending national champion in basketball. But uh, like Coach Macy said, this we're not talking about basketball. You know, why in the world would we talk about these two schools with football? Well, because they're both 3-0, and baby. Okay, that's why. Um, you know, Duke, they, they played last year. Duke won the game. Uh, at home, they got to go out to uh, the Sunflower State. That's what they call Kansas, Colin, Sunflower State. Flat as his um, desk. Yeah. Uh, Sounds nothing. exciting. Not, not. Well, you know, Duke, both of them are undefeated. Um, Duke has, you know, one decent win. Uh, Kansas actually has two really good wins. Okay, they beat paper? No, I'm reading mine right here. It's, it's written. Um, another thing uh, about Kansas that we kind of forget about is Les Miles is coaching out there. Okay. Les Miles, the old uh, riverboat gambler. He was at LSU, won a couple national titles out there, I think. At least one. I don't know. Um, you know, I think Kansas, they're scoring a lot of points with with those uh, those two big wins. I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Jayhawks here. And I know you're a big history buff, pal. So uh, I got a little information for you. The state motto for Kansas <laughs> goes as follows. Bear with me here because my Latin's not very good. Ad astra per espera. I think that's how you say it. What that means is to the stars through difficulties. There are not going to be any difficulties for the Jayhawks on Saturday. I'll take the riverboat gambler and the Jayhawks. I'm going to start a little history of my own, Mr. Whitmore. Uh, <laughs> I know what's coming. Les Miles is not the head coach. He's not. He's been fired. He's been fired, but no. it's okay. I know all your research you've been Crap. doing. Wisconsin Whitewater Water's old coach. They didn't actually. put that in the last part. He won a lot of national oh, titles at the D3 level. That's correct. And then but got hey, Buffalo. It's okay. You got Buffalo. He was fired. He was fired. I was watching last year's game. It's okay. Yeah, Coach Whitmore, you're correct. And I have a Duke quick story for you. I know we got a lot of short on time, but. I drove two kids to Duke University for a camp one time. I mean, a lot of and times. The most exciting <laughs> part I was ready to do was at intermission, like when I got done with the early morning session, we ate lunch, and they were taking us for a tour. And the first place we were going was Cameron Indoor Stadium. Well, I don't know a lot about basketball, but that is very historic. So here we go. They're lining up to go, and I had to go to the bathroom oh, so bad. Shocker. And, and I ran to the bathroom. And I come running back out, and the lobby was clear. There was nobody yeah. left in the lobby. And I could not get in Cameron Indoor Stadium. So the whole real good reason about going was to see that. And I saw it from the outside. <clears throat> um, it wasn't very exciting from looking at a little building from the outside. But, man, at Kansas, and, and we're talking about football here, Duke, I think you talked about it. Duke only has one significant win. They beat that. 
at uh, Big Ten Power Northwestern. Good win. While Kansas has two good wins against West Virginia and Houston. Kansas can score um, a lot of points. Uh, their defense are probably very similar. The .5 at minus 7.5 is scary because yes. I think the 7 is a definitely doable Kansas. But Duke traveling over there to that flat state, apparently, I'm going to go with the Jayhawks. Sunflowers. Mm-hmm. Sunflowers. Cameron That's Indoor, true. lovely place. <laughs> about five, five Indiana high school gyms bigger than that place, but no one talks about that. All right, I'm getting right to it. I'm going Kansas, Jayhawks. Next game, Clemson travels up the road. Wake Forest, Clemson only minus seven against the Demon Deacons. Pal, who do you like? Last week, Wake Forest looked really good early. A lot of pressures on the quarterback. Sam Hartman was uh, breaking the uh, career passing yard record at Wake Forest. Um, I, I, I joked that he was probably passing our good friend Keith West um, career passing totals, <laughs> um, but that wasn't the case. Um, Clemson, I think, they've had a couple of kids in last week transfer. Um, a linebacker and a wide receiver not getting the ball, not getting enough, makes me a little bit concerned. Um, a big D lineman who's was back on campus yesterday, unfortunately, you know, dealing with uh, his sister, uh, Don Cash, we talked about a little bit last week. Um, Wake Forest runs that unique offense that Clemson has absolutely teed off on on the last couple of years. Um, that slow developing play, our defensive line is really, really good. I think they're going to create havoc against Wake Forest. And my Tigers continue to roll. Tigers get the dub. Yeah, I like it. Clemson, <coughs> I predicted a shutout last week. They gave up a 20-piece to one of the Louisiana teams. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Um, you know, Wake's quarterback is back. He's playing well. They're decent. Uh, Clemson's just better, you know, throughout the roster. I think Clemson's got to win by at least 10. I'll take the Tigers. I'll go Clemson as well. Just not very good on offense. Uh, it is a little worry for me, but I'll take Clemson as well. Um, maybe by 9 or 10 max. All right, Maryland at Michigan. Michigan hasn't been on the podcast. You know why, guys? Because this is no kidding. The bottom 10 power <laughs> rankings in the country, Michigan has played three of them in their first three games. Uh, yeah. That is embarrassing. You are you are well. you are Michigan Wolverines, and you played th- your three games against three of the worst ten teams in America. That is embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. But anyway, Whitmore, you can start. I'm sure your love yeah. for Michigan will come right through on this podcast. Maryland at Michigan minus sixteen and a half for the Skunk Weasels. Yeah, Skunk Weasels finally make it to the big show. As you said, what a schedule so far. They ought to be embarrassed. Uh, I just hate them. I do, and. Uh, <laughs> It's just another reason not to like them. They they, they want to talk. Oh, we're we're always slighted in the rankings. And you're ranked fourth, and no, oh, this nobody respects a over ranking as far as I'm but concerned. But my right. gosh, I mean, if if you want some respect, place them over the pulse. I mean, God, it just it's embarrassing. It's it's pathetic. Uh, Maryland is certainly better than way better than anybody they've played. But I don't know that Maryland's ready to kind of you know, take that next step to, to hang with the big boys in the Big Ten. They have a good receiving core. They got Tua's brother. Yeah, I still got to take the skunk weasel at home, and I, I just want to puke when I think about him. Ugh. Man, this, this is pretty impressive. You got I hate two them. of the top teams in the Big Ten right now. Both are undefeated. Um, something's got to give. Man, while Maryland's undefeated and their schedule is slightly better than Michigan's, they have given up an average of 392 yards a game. That is downright 
man, 392 yards against SMU, UNC, Charlotte, and Buffalo. Buffalo is not good. Um, Michigan's defense is pretty stout. They're only giving up 191 yards against probably look like some FCS, middle caliber of the road teams. However, they are powered in the big conference, but they're not very good. Um, but Michigan's at home with inside 17. I got to think the Michigan, Michigan rolls something like, I don't know, 52-14, something like that. So I'm going to go with the Wolverines. Wow. If Michigan wins 52-14, and they deserve their fourth ranking. That's too many points. Man. I'm taking <laughs> the crazy flag of Maryland. I'm going to turtle. All right. Fear the turtle. His favorite coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy. All right, the Irish coming south, um, heading to ACC land, playing North Carolina. North Carolina is 2-22 lifetime <laughs> against the Irish. Do they get off the snide? It's been a long time since they've got a true victory against Notre Dame. Coach Powder, they get one. They're favored by one. No, North Carolina, man. Um, nobody's talking about them because they've, they've – they're 3-0. Oh, you know, they, they beat App State, who, who knocks off Texas A&M. They played, you know, some pretty bad teams. I get it. They played FAMU, who got housed by Jackson State. And they played Georgia State, who just literally just lost to UNC Charlotte. We'll talk <laughs> about them a little later. Notre Dame is struggling offensively. Um, North Carolina can score points, man. That freshman quarterback, um, I think he's really good. He can throw the ball. They got some good receivers. Um, can Notre Dame score enough points? I think is the question here. But if they can – if they can't score against North Carolina, they're mm-hmm. probably going to struggle to score the remainder of the year. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is bad on defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that being said, at home, I got to think North Carolina is better because they can score until Notre Dame proves they can. I'm going Tar Heels. Ooh, man. <coughs> you, see, I think what you're not thinking of here is that Freeman got his, his first win. He got off the schneid. I, I I think that's a big, big relief for the program, big relief for the kids and certainly the coaches. Uh, you know, as you said, their, their styles really couldn't be any more different. Um, but I look back to the Ohio State game for, for Notre Dame, and, and I thought, you know, certainly we didn't know a lot about either team, and, and, you know, we found out a little more as the season goes on. But I will say that Notre Dame's game plan against Ohio State defensively was solid and was pretty good. And I think they can do something similar to North Carolina. Um, however, I certainly think that the North Carolina defense is not as good as Ohio State's. Uh, therefore, I think the Irish will score a little bit. I'm going to say Notre Dame goes on the road. They play a little more free, got that monkey off their backs. They're going to get a big win, uh, kind of save the season for now. I'm fading the Irish until otherwise um, spoken like I did last week. Um, and I will take North Carolina minus one this week as well. Um, if Gene Chizik gives up 30 or more to this Notre Dame offense, he shouldn't make it back to the locker room. He, he should be put on a plane and sent back to Auburn or wherever else he's from. He, he should not be the defensive coordinator in North Carolina again. They could fire you in the end zone. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Ask, yeah. ask, yep, that's right. Ask Coach uh, Herb Edwards. Herb Edwards, that's correct. Um, so, so I'm taking North Carolina and the Tar Heels minus one. Hopefully they attend real classes this week, though, up there in Chapel Hill. All right, Ohio State minus 17 and a half. Is this at Bucky Land in Wisconsin in the Cheese State? No, it's it's at the Shoe. Okay, at the Shoe, excuse me. At Ohio State minus 17 and a half. 
Coach Whitmore. Yeah, they're going to black out the shoe. Actually. That's right. They're that's all, right. All I black did. uniforms. Saw that. That's why wear black. But no not, lights. Probably. <laughs> turn the lights off, play in the dark. <laughs> um, more history for you, pal. Okay. Big Ten oh, over. right this time. Yep. <laughs> that wasn't the history part. Did, did Les Miles get fired on the field like Herm Edwards? I would have known if they'd have done it that way. So they should do that. Who knows? Anyways. He uh, probably know he's fired. <laughs> their 110th season as a member of the Big Ten. Huh? Starting that, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, conference been around a long time. 1896, to be exact. Uh, that uh, actually predates the NCAA. Um, however, here we go. Okay, back to normal time here. Wisconsin, they run the ball. They're going to keep trying to run the ball. And if that doesn't work, they're going to run the ball again. Um, you know, offensively, I thought the Buckeyes, you know, they look good against Toledo, and, and they seem to find their stride. I know Toledo's a MAC team, all right? But uh, I was very encouraged for two things. Simply, the, the receivers were healthy. All four of their top receivers played, okay, and, and played significant uh, amounts. I was encouraged, and this is going to – I have my little world I live in over here. I was encouraged by how many plays they made right along the sidelines and right along the end lines, and they were in scramble drill situations at times. That's encouraging to me because I think that means that they're on the same page, okay? So – they weren't rusty coming back together. Uh, they take some good momentum into this week. I see a lot of good things offensively. Uh, Wisconsin can give them problems. I think Wisconsin defensive coordinator, uh, Jim Leonard, I think he's one of the best in the business. He's awesome. Um, they've played traditionally very close games with Ohio State. I think, you know, when I speaking of Ohio State, Notre Dame, you know, I kind of thought the Irish would be able to run the ball. Wisconsin certainly, uh, you know, has the – that's got to be their recipe for success. Run the ball, keep the offense off the field. Um, but gosh, you know, they I just keep looking back and, and they lost to Washington State. I mean, that that that's bad. So I'm gonna say not only does Sloopy hang on this week, but Sloopy's gonna hang about 45 on the Badgers, and I don't see them scoring more than 24. So I got another Buckeye cover for this week. Yeah, I was right last week. I said, you know, um, something's gotta give at five points that Toledo was giving up a game. Yeah. Absolutely swole to what they go up seventy three? Mm-hmm. What'd you guys say? And I also said that if they, they wouldn't have fifty eight yards. Yeah, I totaled up seventh play when he got it. He got his fifty eight. So it wasn't the pass. second play; it was the seventh play. Yeah. Well, there you go. The fifty eight yard threshold. Um, I think Wisconsin is limited offensively. Um, Ohio State's defense is better. They're going to shut down the run, go to the pass. I don't think uh, Wisconsin is going to run with them. Ohio State is clicking now. All those receivers are back. Coach Whitmore's are healthy. Yep. Go Buckeyes. Thank you. All right, I'm taking Wisconsin. Too many points. <coughs> Ohio State wins comfortably, but too many points. All right, Arkansas at Texas Agricultural and Mechanical. That's what it stands for, guys. I looked okay. it up. A&M. I'm sure everyone cares. but So, Texas A&M, minus two and a half. Got a win against Miami last week. Oh, Coach Powell, I mean, what do you think here? Well, agriculture and Mechanical. They better work on that mechanical offense that they have because it's, it's not really working real well. But they did get a win last week. Scored 17 points on Miami. Um, only gave up nine, so that's a, that's a winner for them. Um, obviously, Arkansas runs the ball. Arkansas has been beat up, though. Arkansas is struggling to get healthy. I don't know exactly who's back, who's not back, which is a little cause for concern. I think Arkansas's defense is, is, is decent enough to slow the Aggies even slower than they currently are. Uh, this one's tough here. I think they're both very similar, in my personal opinion. 
Um, but I'm going to have to go to uh, Arkansas, the Razorbacks, to get it done. Big Suey. Big Suey. Jimbo, he got it all, <coughs> all figured out last week, right? He scored, as you said, 17 points. We all picked the Canes. Uh, they, they were bad. They couldn't field a punt. They – you know, quarterback I thought was extremely inaccurate. A little, I did watch just a little bit of that game. When he was accurate, they had some bad drops. That was embarrassing for Miami, I thought. I kind of thought uh, Mario Cristobal would kind of get them past some of that. I guess not. Um, like, you know, for all the same reasons you said, Coach Powell, this is a tough one. I think they're very close as far as talent-wise. A&M may actually be a little more talented, but Arkansas may be a better team. I like the quarterback at Arkansas. Is he hurt? No, okay, I, I like that quarterback. I think that's a big advantage for them. Um, I'll go with the Hogs here. I I don't think A and M can score enough, and A and M's just weird, man. All of the weird stuff they do at the game, it just ugh. so weird. Yeah, Arkansas. I'm going Pig Suey as well over agricultural and mechanical. All right, next Hawaii at New Mexico State. What a doozy game this is. Man, this it's is all one reason this is on here. This is yeah, brutal clearly. game. Who would who would want to go to either one of those schools? Okay. Anyway, oh, coach. In the state yeah, no teams. kidding, my lord. <clears throat> coach Whitmore, what do you got? Man, Wesley Starks Bowl. All right. Uh, Hawaii coming <laughs> off. They need a to call Starks. Huge win against Duquesne last week. The Dukes. All right. New Mexico State, man, they came up just short last week against Wisconsin. It looked like they were going to put a scare into the Badgers and. They just couldn't hang on and finish the job and fell by a score of uh, 66 to 7. Um, but hey, check out the stat line. New Mexico State quarterback, Gavin Frakes, I think, as you say his name. Okay. Sounds good. Three of 10, 66 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Okay. See, if you know me, like Powell does, you know I'm a silver lining type of guy. Always looking at the positive side of things, right? I'd say that describes me pretty well. Okay, I can look past that thirty percent completion rate. I completed two to the team, which is makes it fifty. Well, yeah, I, I can look <laughs> past those two interceptions. I can, <laughs> I can look past that. But I, what I see is a quarterback with big play potential that averaged twenty-two yards per completion. Okay, that's uh, that's got to be it. Pistol Pete, that vaunted big play passing offense. They're going to push the ball downfield and get the big win over the Rainbows, and Coach Starks can wear his Aggie swag proudly around the island. They're going to win by at least a touchdown. <laughs> I don't even – man, this is the worst. Just who's the better of the two worst? They're literally – these two are fighting to be the worst team in, in major college Does the loser have to play Michigan? Yeah, Michigan will probably sign them up immediately. Yeah. However, Michigan's already played one of these teams. Oh, that's Shocker. Right. That's Shocker. Great. I forgot about um, that. Maybe New Mexico State's on the schedule next I year. I guess yeah. the, oh, there's no doubt they will be. Um, New Mexico State had a close loss to UTEP. The UTEP is not terrible. UTEP is- I'm using that as my guide. And I'm going to go to New Mexico State to cover. They, get, they win by more than five and a half. I'm not picking this game. This is embarrassing. All right, next. <laughs> South Carolina minus 22 against the 49ers. Charlotte. <laughs> Not, look, not the San Francisco 49ers, no, pal. <laughs> Joe Montana. That's what I said, Joe Montana. Hey, you look at the stats here, they're very similar. Oh, God. Um, Charlotte's <laughs> it, averaging 386 yards on offense. Carolina's 334, uh, 343. Slight edge to the 49ers. You look at the yards allowed, Charlotte's giving up 563 and Carolina's 435. <laughs> Tell the tape, you wouldn't know who should win this game. Man, South Carolina has caught some scrutiny. 
one of their players was in a press conference this week and said that their offensive coordinator called a play they hadn't ran in three weeks in practice on third down. He said that out loud. Oh, my. So the offensive coordinator did go back and say that they didn't specifically go over that exact play in the last several weeks, but the situation called for that play, so they called it. They ran something similar, I'm sure. Yes. Pass. Yes. Or a run. Spencer Rattler, he's he's gonna be back this week. He's back. But the 49ers got a quarterback they can sling it to. South Carolina was playing with a bunch of freshmen in the secondary last year, last week, which is scary. But they probably just forfeited that game against Georgia. Waved the white flag early. Carolina's got to win by more than 22 points. After if they don't, I'll be, we will pick against them remainder every game the rest of the season. Yeah. Rest of the podcast. This South season. Carolina gets the cover. Yeah, I, I had a bunch of things I was going <coughs> to say, but I'm not going to. I don't want to pile on to the Gamecocks. Charlotte, statistically last in the country in total defense. Uh, man, give me cocky. Yeah, I'll take South Carolina again. It's another embarrassing game. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, but I will take South Carolina. All right, USC, the Trojans look like they're getting right. Minus six and a half at Oregon State. Coach Whitmore. Yeah, the real USC. Yeah, um, that is correct. That's not even a, arguable. A few, you know, a few bits and pieces of some of their games. Um, Caleb Williams, quarterback, playing pretty well. Uh, both teams come in 3-0. and Both teams are 3-0 and against the number this year. That means they've covered the spread every time. Uh, that makes it tough to pick. I just think USC looks like one of the better teams. I'll admit I have not watched Oregon State, but I have been impressed with USC, and being that it's under a touchdown, I, I got to I gotta go with the Trojans. I have watched Oregon State this year, and they're good. Yeah. They're not terrible. I don't think they're bad. I, I just I, think, I think Obviously, good. they're the top two or three teams in that conference, which I understand is bad. But, you know, I put Oregon State along the lines, to be pretty honest with you, of somebody like a Wake Forest in that category. I think end of the year they're going to be top 25 team. I think USC is, has way, way too many weapons. They're not going to be able to score with uh, – Oregon State's not going to be able to score with Southern Kyle inside a touchdown. He's trying to prove a point. He's not going to put the, the backups in late and get a late cover for Oregon State. i got to think USC wins by more than 14. USC looks fast. Very is Oregon fast. State physical, pal? I thought they played physical, which is, mm-hmm. makes me a little nervous. So, was, yes. so that is the team that can and will beat USC. Anyone that can be physical. You say, well, they already whipped up on Stanford. <laughs> Stanford has changed their offense. They are not lining up and running it right at people anymore. So their physicality has kind of gone away. So USC is still yet to play anyone with a lot of physicality. Um, if Oregon State can do that, they can beat them. USC has always, and I mean always, had good quarterback play, good wide receivers. That has never gone away. Their issue is in the trenches, and that has not been fixed yet. So the question is, can Oregon State be physical enough? I haven't seen them. I don't know. Under a touchdown, just with all the firepower USC has, I'm going to take the Trojans minus six and a half as well. All right, last one of the day. Florida traveling up to Knoxville and Tennessee. Man, this used to be a big-time game. Man, massive game. Spurrier in Florida, Peyton Manning at Tennessee. It has just fizzled off for years and years and years. Does it get right this year? Does it get right anytime soon? Tennessee's minus ten and a half. Kyle, what are you thinking? I think both these teams, are, while they are not where they used to be, I think both of these teams are on the rise. Uh, Tennessee was an absolute dumpster fire several years ago. They got a coach that's gotten them believing. They're getting recruits. They can put up points. They're very, very fun to watch. 
Florida had a huge win week one against Utah, top 10 team in the country, um, had two inners pick sixes. I know they had one of them against Kentucky, which was kind of a bad loss. And did play real well against USF last week, who's bad. Um, Tennessee at home, I think Florida's going to slow the ball down. They're going to control the offense, make Tennessee really convert every time. Outside of uh, 10, I think Tennessee wins by 10. The hook is going to get them, so I'm going to go with the Florida Gators. Ooh, I don't know. Rocky Top rolling. Playing well, playing fast, fun to watch. Florida. Florida's won 25 of the last 32 in this series. Okay, mm. um, Gators feeling themselves a little bit after the upset Utah that you, you talked about. Uh, man, they came flopping down to earth pretty quick, though. You know, they lost to Kentucky. As you said, they had a narrow win over a bad USF team. I will say, if their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, plays well, Florida can hang pretty much with anybody, but certainly with Tennessee. But he's been really bad the last two weeks. I actually think the Tennessee defense is pretty good. Um, <coughs> excuse me. They probably get overshadowed by the offense a little bit, but they might make a lot of plays around the line of scrimmage and even behind the line. Um, I just don't think Florida can score enough to keep up. I think the Vols get 35 or more, Florida not more than 24. So I'll take a good old Rocky Top for the cover, baby. All right, I haven't watched many of these teams, so we're going to flip the coin. Florida is heads, Tennessee is tails. Florida heads, Tennessee tails. Here we go, on the flip. What is that? Great question. That is tails. Tails it is. Tails. We're going with Tennessee minus 10 and a half. That's right. That's all we got for you tonight. Again, a great night weather-wise. High of 78 today. It's going to be nice and cool at the homecoming football game. See you out there. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.